Hello, this is the Tribe Stories, the curated sermons, conversations, and collections of poetry of the Tribe Lagos. The Tribe Lagos is a gospel expression based in the city of Lagos, committed to reaching the next generation with the message of God's love and grace. May this refresh and revive you as you listen. Hello, this is Lily. And I'd like to share something that I've been discussing with a friend of mine for a few days now uh, on the subject of grace. We touched on grace amongst other things. And I thought it was just, you know, a powerful time of communion. And I thought to share about the podcast. So Marco is here with me, although very silent. You know, he's supporting me <laughs> basically through this. It's my first time. So, yeah. Um, so I'm going to start by reading a scripture, which was... Um, which is Romans 6, verse 10 and 11. The New Living Translation reads, When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm going to read 12 because it's it's also um it's also part of what I'm going to touch on. It says, Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. And just a few seconds ago, I remember, um, you know, looking at this also in the message version and it talked about how, you know, you are dead to sin and you're alive to God in Christ. And how, what that really means is that sin, sin looks at, at us as dead. We are no longer living subjects we're no longer living um pray for sin anymore and so if we're dead to sin why do we find so many people still uh although you know knowing christ you know giving their lives you know born again but then still so so prevalent in the life of sin so i think that's where um we're taking most of our conversation from uh i'm going to start by saying this what makes a strong and lasting testimony to a dying depraved world um is not just the not just the the fact of our salvation not just the fact that we are saved and that when we die we're going to heaven no it's really not enough compensation for the person who is um there's so much depravity in the world there's so much suffering and um it doesn't give enough hope if i could use that word because anybody you know could want to take their lives and if 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 heaven was the ultimate prize you know people would be jumping off the bridges every day but then there has to be so much more when we come to christ and there is the problem is so many of us make it of little or no effect by the way we treat grace okay um it really should be about our lives taking on new meaning and purpose despite what we've been through. It is God's display of power to free us from the weakness of our flesh into strength by his spirit. I like to define grace. I personally like to define grace as hmm, the power to choose against our God-absent lives. So imagine, so I imagine our lives as just one long, maybe sometimes winding road. And what what happens the minute we receive salvation and we believe in Christ and we take on that new nature is that so many other roads open. And so this means if by my natural experiences, I was a victim of, say, um, rape, I was a victim of violence, or I grew up in a household that sort of, you know, fed my mind with so many um, negative emotions 
it says to me that I do not have to grow up to be what I saw. I do not have to grow up to be what happened to me. I do not have to grow up in that same narrative or story. What grace says to me is that Christ has Christ has released me from that burden. Christ has released me. I am dead to that trajectory. That this road, I do not have to walk it and walk on this road anymore. That He's opened so many other pathways for me, you know, to live the life that He's 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 He hopes I'll come into, basically. So I see so many other roads opening. I see that there is hope. I see a road of healing and even beyond the work that Christ is able to do in us through grace, I see that we're also able to take the same thing and then give to others. So that's what grace means to me. It's really about strength. It's about power. It's about a capacity that's not really our own, that we could never achieve in our own strength that is truly God-given. And so when the Bible talks about grace as a free gift and as freedom and as love, you know, it's all those things. And it's because we couldn't achieve it on our own. We, we take on a life that on our own we couldn't achieve, not by our scheming or scheming or planning, you know, uh, but only a purpose that could have come from God, from heaven. And that's what it means to me. So the Bible says that Jesus died so he could make every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus available. So this means he came not just to give us hope for the hereafter. It's not just about heaven, but then a future. Jeremiah 29, 11 talks about, you know, the plans I have for you are uh, for a future and a hope, you know, not of evil. It talks about even, even um, it's not, and God isn't just thinking, yes, one day she'll come here and be with me. He's also thinking that I have a life that I intended for you to live from the foundations of the world. And in me, you can actualize that life. You can find that life. I can give you the grace. I can give you the strength, the capacity to find that life and live it, you know, and because in our world today many people have um, many people have made grace into what it's not they talk about they talk about dispensations and how there was the law and now there is grace and you're no longer slaves to the law you know if you <laughs> it's yes it is about dispensations you can't take that away but then if you leave it if you define grace just as um, a state of being where your sins do not lead to death you know you really are you're shortchanging yourself you know, you are making, you're making it the gospel, you know, the good news of barely any power, basically. It's not just freedom from wages of sin or hell, you know, it's releasing us onto doing God's good pleasure, onto doing his good works. And it doesn't leave you the way it finds you. Grace, grace molds you, grace shapes you. It gives you power, it gives you strength. We have to believe that the power of God is active and alive today. We have to believe that God's presence isn't just there to protect us and to guide, but that, you know, somehow, whatever happens, his presence is always with us and that he's making all things work together, shape together, mold together and together, sculpt together for our good. He's molding the person that he, he, he always knew we could be. That's what I believe grace should do for us. That's what grace should do for us. Okay, now where does the, where does the Holy Spirit comes in all this? Because we can't do this, we can't do this Christian thing in our own strength. We can't do this character thing. Legends. There are so many kinds of people from so many backgrounds and experiences, and everybody almost feels justified in their pursuit of happiness and you know self and what they want. We are bound to rub off on each other, so it's really hard to do. You come out, you leave your house with good intents and purposes, but then by the end of the day, you know so much happens to rob you of your of your joy. You know it's really hard to do, and that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. The Holy Spirit enabling us to walk in is the one enabling us to walk in love in peace in joy in gentleness in love song in long suffering and patience you know and all the other fruits of the spirit these are that's why we really can't do it in our strength that's what the bible means when it says that 
it's you know it's a god-giving ability it's god that releases the spirit and releases the spirit for our benefits it's because the holy spirit is the one who is able to help you bear good fruits you know he also enables us to walk in the power of, of the spirit of god um in romans 8 14 you know you should read romans 8 14 i can't open it right now but then you know when the spirit of god is what gives you discernment in any kind of situation it helps you make declarations spoken by god and then they come to pass it is about the word of knowledge when you know when when it's needed the word of wisdom you know healing by the laying of hands you know you can't stop pressing into these things because there is more this this supernatural the life of god in us you know available on us and in us isn't just about making heaven it's not just you know to protect you and keep you from temptation it's helping it's helping you to press through and come out victorious you know like jesus did that's what the grace of god really is about for me some of us have been you know saved but still we think the same way that's another problem and so you have people who are sort of in the middle so now they know christ they've been saved they've you know they they, they're born again you know they've said the prayer christ is coming to their lives and they know him but then you can't keep you 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 act they keep acting the same way and the problem is because they keep thinking the same way you know i'll go back to romance again it says that you are dead to sin the message version says you're dead to sin and you're alive you're alive to god in christ sin really has like if sin was a person imagine before now he had you in a cage but then because of what jesus did and because you accepted him he's released you from that cage the door is wide open now the problem is many of us can't think beyond the cage we've been there for so long we can't imagine living outside that cage what would it what would it feel like to to not be what would it feel like to to not have to depend on maybe alcohol you know, I know that was a struggle for me for a long time. It just, you know, and then you, I keep finding, I keep, I kept finding reasons to justify, to justify what I was doing. What does it mean to live uh, without sexual gratification? You know, what would it mean to live addiction free? It just seemed so hard. I kept, you know, my mind kept telling me it's impossible. It's too hard. You'll fall back right in, you know, this and that. But then I, I tell you now, you know, being free from these things, that the minute you step out and you say, God, I know you've made your grace available to me. I know that you've given power. Please, I need it now. Holy Spirit, help me. There are no, there are no better words than just saying, Holy Spirit, help me. I can tell you how, I can't tell you how many times it's worked for me. But then at every point in time, I see God just swooping, whether it's dealing with my emotions, dealing with people, dealing with really hard situations, dealing with addictions, you know, and things I really thought were part of me or my character, my personality, things, things that had shaped me because of what happened to me and how God had really just freed me. You know, there, there, of course, there's a place for the event, but then there's also a place for the process. And that's what God does. You know, he never leaves us just that way. Beyond the things he's spoken of us, you know, he said we're free, we're delivered, we're loved. But beyond that, he takes us, takes us on the journey so that we can really come to see these things birthed in our lives. We really come to not just believe these things in faith but then see them they become you know imputed in us we we begin to walk in the understanding yep. hebrews 12 22 reminds us that we have come to mount zion the city of the living god the heavenly jerusalem thousands of thousands of angels in joyful assembly um but what strikes me the most is that we have come to mount zion the city of the living god if you look at the verses preceding it talks about how we have not come to it talks about the mountain and the loud voices and you know it's basically not about fear anymore it's talking about how now we we, we no longer need to approach god in 
in fear, but that he's, you know, the veil, the veil, the veil has been torn. Jesus has done away with everything that could hinder us from meeting with our Father. And so there's no reason to tremble or be afraid. We have access. We have access and we have, God says, you know, he's given us everything that pertains to life and godliness we have every kind of spiritual blessing and the spiritual blessings he talks about is not it's not about money or wealth it's about things that really give you power to live above your natural trajectory above your natural self above above this selfish you know state of being where it's all about me 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 and to truly love just like jesus loved you know and to and to do the things he did compassion not to just love because we're asked to but then we become we, we love because we understand love ourselves we receive this love and then our hearts are transformed so that love is a natural state of being for us okay so hebrews 12 29 also says uh also tells us that God himself is actively cleaning house. He's torching all that needs to burn and he won't quit until um, it's all cleansed. You know, some versions just say God himself is a consuming fire. But then I think it, sometimes we take it to mean that hey, he's an angry person. You know, he's just fire and he's waiting to consume you and burn you. If you sit at the slightest error, you know, he's just waiting to show you who's boss. But actually, it talks about the refining fire. The refining fire and i read i think i read in that scripture today that talked about how you know um his refine this refinance fire is not about gold or silver it's about the human heart about the human spirit and that's what's most important to god you know a, a the right heart before him you know it's not about coming it's not about coming clean but then not not leaving the same way that your journey doesn't end the same way it started for god it's all about that process of cleaning us up making us fit again making us ready again and so most of the time it's it's more than an event it doesn't it doesn't happen that exact minute what happens that minute when you give your life to christ is that you know the doors are open you're 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 released from your chains but then it's up to you to walk it's up to you to stand up and walk out of that place to make the journey you know trusting god Okay, speaking about the place of the Holy Spirit, I remember my conversations with Enito. I also used this, um, I also mentioned that the work of the Holy Spirit is twofold. So he works from the inside and the outside. From the inside, he walks to tear down your strongholds, your walls, you know, um, smoke screens, you know, basically anything that prevents you from, from, from attaining, from understanding clarity about the word of god about who god is and what he expects from you and on the outside he's working to he's working to expose you to environments people the truth in his in god's word in the bible you know things that really help you walk this journey victoriously and so that's what the holy spirit does that's why you can never take him out of the process you know there there really is no life in god or life in, life in christ without the holy spirit that's why he was sent to help us to be a comforter to be a guide so this grace walk this walk of grace is you know it's really hard when you try to do it on your own but when you trust in the spirit of god it really is it's easy peasy just really trusting surrendering and believing that he's in control and that he he leads you to the best he leads you beside the still waters, you know. Yeah, and <clears throat> so um, I'd I'm, I have like really few minutes left, or probably just one minute. I'm just going to say this that you know I know the patterns of this broken world um, we live in can leave can leave so much on the soul. Sometimes we know we are broken and we need healing, but we don't think anyone or anything can help us. We shut everything out. You know, whether it's abuse, whether it's addiction, whether it's anger, it's hate, unforgiveness. We're in church every Sunday in our best or not, you know, <laughs> making community, eating, drinking communion, 
you know mingling with the singles we're you know we're doing the most in church but then we really haven't started to experience that transforming power of god in our lives grace is about that transformational work of god in your life that's what grace wants to do for you do with you and so eventually these things that that we call commands and the law of which that's another thing people call obedience legalism legalism it's actually not true you know obedience is obedience he's your father you obey and he when you obey there are benefits to obeying but then people make it what it's not but the holy spirit makes these things pathway for genuinely living the victorious life it just seems easy it just seems like the best way to you you know when you walk with the holy spirit i believe that i believe that every kind of addiction every kind of stronghold of the enemy of sin has been broken once you accept Jesus and can be broken. I believe his power is still alive and relevant today. And I also believe that we mustn't ever neglect neglect the place of process beyond the event. Um, so in I again in, in summary, <laughs> I would say um ask God for grace, ask the Holy Spirit for grace. It's a really easy prayer. It doesn't have to be loud and complicated. It's just first of all believing that everywhere you go wherever you are that the presence of god is right there with you it's just waiting for you to make a demand to just ask to just make a request and then just you know go on open your mouth and just say um holy spirit please help me you know talk about what you're dealing with like you would to anybody anybody that you trust or you believe is right there with you you know and then i i know that i know that jesus is right there you know cheering you on leading you on believing that you can do it believing that the best the best of you is still yet to come and the holy spirit is right there waiting to help you on this journey god bless you you can log on to thetribelagos.com or email us at hello@thetribelagos.com at follow us on instagram facebook and twitter on the tribe lagos god bless